the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. This week, your guest host, Rick Travis from the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Good morning. This is Fine Line Radio with your guest host, Rick Travis. I'm the Director of Development with the California Rifle Pistol Association, and today helping me fill in for your amazing host, Mr. Phil Naiman, is Sam Paredes of Gunners of California. Sam, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing just peachy keen, brother. How are you? Ah, it's just another fun-filled day in California. <laughs> so... Uh, we have this thing called a recall coming up, Sam, and I thought we could discuss that with you know our listeners today and help each one of them know what they are going to need to look at and do. And mm-hmm. so uh, I know you and I were looking at a video that a lovely lady had sent us in of her uh, um, vote for ballot, and it doesn't look like the one that uh, a good friend of ours, Roy Griffiths, showed us that he got. Yeah. So it seems to be there's more than one ballot version. Yes, every every county has got their own version of a of a valid ballot um, in El Dorado County, where I live. It all comes on one page on one side. Um, we've seen ballots that have got uh, uh, from Sacramento County that are on both sides, printed on both sides. Uh, we've seen um, return envelopes that have got holes punched in them on either side of the uh, verification signature box that's in red or pink, usually. And uh, it's very interesting that if you fold your ballot and don't pay any attention to it and you slide it in there, uh, if you put it one way, it shows whether you voted yes on the recall or not. And my concern is that is one of the things that will um, uh, open the situation for shenanigans. Uh, Those people who don't care about the sanctity of the vote and the ballot and who are only interested in creating the outcome that they want uh, this is an opportunity for them to um, uh, misplace some ballots. Uh, we have additional concerns in that the multiple colors of the return envelopes. Um, I saw the ones from Sacramento County today. They were red. And El Dorado County, they're white. Uh, now, they don't cross-pollinate from one county to another. But my concern is in when they have multiple colors in one county, I'm wondering if uh, some of them are for Republicans and some of them are for Democrats, which, again, creates a situation that's easy to to uh, manipulate, so to speak. Um, We're we're asking all of the candidates, all of our elected officials to to look into all of these um, circumstances that are being created that that creates a doubt as to the validity of the vote. And so uh, that's a very important thing. And they should do it now when it's early. And if there are any um, 
you know, situations that don't look right, they can be addressed right now before we get too far down the boat. So, yeah, uh, it's it's a very interesting situation. Rick, you and I have talked constantly that the single most important thing that all of us can do is vote yes on the recall. Let's save the arm wrestling and the, the, the tussles about who the best candidate to take over till after we guarantee that everybody votes yes on the recall. Now, um, again, Rick, you and I have talked about our organizations letting people know where, where the candidates stand on the Second Amendment. Uh, and, and we believe in trust but verify. Yep. And we uh, sent out questionnaires to all of the top-tier candidates and lo and behold, um, none of them have responded. So the only records we have are of a few of the elected people and those that have submitted candidate questionnaires in the past. So as candidates share their realize that it's important to respond to our questionnaire, um, right. we will be updating any sort of list that we develop. Uh, that's kind of a quick overview on where we are. Uh, our folks need to respond. Get your ballot, fill it out, send it in right away, uh, or, or deliver it. Hand take it to your uh, county registrar's office. Do something to get them in now. So, um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. The other side has done this. You know, um, I'm actually having a pizza party with some friends, and they're bringing their ballots over. And I said I will personally drive them to the post office and and put them all in the mailbox together just to make sure it gets done. You know, yeah. it's because, you know, and I'm not telling them which way to vote. I, I'm obviously encouraging them to vote yes, but it's we need to get those ballots in. And mm-hmm. one of the things I really want to tell, you know, each of you listening to Sam and I today is make sure that you don't allow all the stuff that's in the media, on social media of, oh, it's over. Oh, it's going to be ripped off. Oh, it's this or that. That's part of political gamesmanship. You don't know where that started. Don't let that depress you or make you go, well, I'd rather go to Home Depot than throw in the vote because it's just a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. You're fighting for the fabric of our beautiful state. Rick, you're absolutely correct. And um, if you don't, if if somebody out there doesn't believe that the uh, opponents of the recall aren't going to try to triangulate this thing from different directions, doing everything they can to discourage those of us who believe that our governor has done a... terrible job of being the leader of the golden state um whether it's uh the covid or 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 fires or or the 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 lies that he's told about uh covid and fires and and the scandals at edd where billions of dollars have been sent to prisoners you know uh, from edd um and on and on and on they will do everything and anything they can to discourage our vote. And they know that working on the margins is going to give them an edge. That's that's what they're trying to do. They, they're going to throw out absolutely everything. And people are going to say, no, this can't be coming from that side, when absolutely it can be, because they, they are professionals at uh, discouraging our side to vote. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because one of the things that concerns me during this whole recall process is how many people don't understand that it's not, we're just not just getting rid of the governor. We're getting rid of his cabinet, the people that work with the governor, 
They have a vested interest in fighting for this. This isn't just Gavin Newsom fighting for it. And folks, if we don't get out there and vote and he wins this recall, I mean, he gets to stay in office, he will take that as a mandate to go far farther than he's ever went before this recall. So if yeah. you didn't like the, the lockdown, you might see that as a short-term thing if he stays in office because he'll think he has absolute tyrannical control of the state. And we may not have another chance to write this boat. So this is a critical time in California history, and I'd argue in national history, based on where people like Kamala Harris have went and ended up. And uh, this is a time where you can see there's shenanigans in this state, there's ineptitude in this state, has led to a national and international ineptitude that we're watching play out currently with the whole mm-hmm. Afghanistan situation. I'm not going to go into that, but um, if you want to be scared of why you have to get out there and vote and get your family and friends and coworkers to vote, just think of that and come back to California and make sure you vote yes on this recall. Yeah. If you, if you know of some people who, who can and should vote and say they want to vote, but they can't, uh, they don't know what to do or, or, the, the back of the envelope clearly shows and gives an opportunity for somebody to to be a surrogate in, in delivering the vote, um, putting it at the mailbox. Um, the laws are clear. We have the ability to do it. The other side is actually uh, doing what we call ballot harvesting and going out and I, trying to identify people who are not likely to vote and then having them fill out the, the ballots or assisting them in filling out the ballots and then signing the paperwork on the back, getting them to mark an X in their signature and then, and turning those ballots in. Uh, If you know of anybody who, who has a, a, a shows any sort of a a reticence to, to turn in their ballot, encourage them to do so, fill out the back and and make sure that you get it to the post office so that it, it gets registered. Um, Don't be discouraged about this. Discouragement is one of the main weapons that the left uses uh, on those of us who love freedom and liberty. And and so, um, you know, if the news is bothering you, stop watching the news. Concentrate on, on the ballots and your friends turning in their ballots and stuff like that. Um, you know, cut off that, that cancer of, of, of bad information that is generated by those people that, that want to discourage us. So that, that that's that's my feeling. And I think that if we do that, we will maximize our votes and um, maybe cause an earthquake that is felt across the country. That would be a beautiful thing. Yeah, it would be a beautiful thing. And realize this recalls that to other recalls. I know we have a recall similar to this going on now in Huntington Beach, where they're recalling five of the seven board members. Um, and there's other recalls being uh, attempted in other parts of the state. This is our state starting to turn around and saying we've had enough. And I think we're doing it in the right way. We're doing it um, in a legal way, a constitutional way. And we're going to talk about some of the other attacks on our uh, state rights here in California in the next segment. We'll be right back with Firing Line Radio. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. 
Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM590. The answer. Every single week, we're brought to you by Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside on the corner of Brockton and Arlington. Vince is out there doing everything he can to get you more guns, more ammo, more fun stuff to use and to buy. And then where do you find it? At bullseyesport.com. 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Corner of Arlington and Brockton, downtown Riverside. Go say hi to Vince. Go buy everything he has so he can retire because that's really what, what it's all about here. Just take your money, go down there, he'll help you out. Say, this is how much I have, what can I go home with? That's the, really the best way to shop these days. So check him, check him out there at bullseyesports.com and uh, he will help you out. Go say hi to Vince. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Fine Line Radio on this wonderful Saturday. This is Rick Travis, Director of Development with the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And with me today is my good friend and colleague, Sam Paredes from Gunners of California. And we're going to be talking about one of the Senate bills that is in appropriations this last week, and that is Senate Bill 264. And we're going to break it down for you so you know what it is, how, how it got this far. But Sam, I want to start this segment off with something that you and I both hear, you know, when a bill like 264 gets this far into the season, people are like, well, why do we support gun owners of California or CRPA? You guys don't do anything. And I want to open this up with folks. We had 26 bills designed to strip you of your rights to make your life even more painful for living here in the golden state. And 23 of those 26 are not in play anymore because of the work of our two organizations and others who work alongside us, both on the hunting side of the house and the self-defense side of the house and competitive shooting, and the list goes on. And so I want you, each of you to understand that's a hell of a batting average. Like if Sam and I were playing in Major League Baseball, people would already be writing our entry speeches for us into the Hall of Fame. 
um, and the good people that they work with every day in the Capitol to get this done. There's a lot of people in there. So don't lose faith because the fact with a Senate and Assembly that are diabolically opposed to us, 23 of 26 dead bells is an incredible um, season inside the legislature. But now we're going to focus on two of those bills that are still in play so you know what they are and what you can do to help us out. So let's talk about 264 and good old Senator Min. Well, Rick, if I didn't say it before, first of all, thank you for having me on the, on the show with you. It's always a pleasure, and I'm honored uh, to be able to, to, to talk to your, your listening audience. And, yes, uh, it is a cooperative effort uh, with the California Rifle and Pistol Association, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, NRA, and Governors of California that have teamed up to um, – it's D'Artagnan and the Three Musketeers uh, at the Capitol um, through a variety of means and circumstances. We have boiled it down from 26 down to three bills, and one of those bills is on the assembly floor, and that's the, 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 the tax bill on, on gun ownership. And that's it looks like it's not going anywhere. Uh, we've got Yay. that bottled up <laughs> on the assembly floor, and uh, that will probably become a two-year bill. Uh, Senate Bill 264, Senator Min believes that the state of California should get out of the business of selling guns. I mean, um, (laughs) what he's saying is that the fact that the state of California owns all of the county fairgrounds and they're basically leased to the to the counties, that he does not want the state of California to offer space to to gun show promoters to have gun shows. Uh, on on county fairgrounds, he wants to ban the sale of uh, precursor parts uh, at, at gun shows. Um, and 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 when he testified, when his bill cut off the floor in the Senate and in public safety committee uh, in the Assembly, when it came over to the second house, he he read the same statement, which was chock full of gross exaggerations and outright untruths. And I'm trying to be. Uh, hold my Christian standards here, not call him what he is, but um, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Yeah. Um, and 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 I know we will be forgiven no matter what. Yeah. But um, he he talks about all of the the the, the crime that comes from from uh, gun shows when in fact there is zero evidence in the state of California that any crimes have been committed by guns that have been sold at gun shows. Gun shows in the state of California. According to the uh, Department of Justice that used to be headed by the guy who is now a lobbyist for the Brady campaign, uh, who testified on many occasions that gun shows in the state of California are the safest, most crime free shows across the country. As a matter of fact, a crime of any kind has not been committed uh, in, in a gun show in I think we are approaching 15 or 16 years, maybe 20 years. Uh, they are that clean at gun shows. Everything that somebody has to do at a brick and mortar gun store. Or ammunition or guns, they have to do at the gun show. So uh, the gun show promoters go way overboard to ensure that there are no shenanigans taking place at their gun shows because they want to continue to have them. Uh, California Rifle and Pistol Association went to court when the Del Mar uh, uh, Fairgrounds was trying to, to to get rid of the gun shows, and oh, lo and behold, the, the judge kind of um, ruled and 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 made it known to the board there that you know. Selling guns in the state of California is totally legal under state and federal and local laws. And you can't pick and choose as to what legal activities 
you want to uh, allow at, at gun shows and the fact that gun people get together at gun shows just to get together, um, right. to assemble. And, and that is protected by the First Amendment. So we, we're, we're fighting for the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And Senator Min says, oh, you know, it's, they're not family friendly because there are some vendors that have T-shirts that are objectionable. And, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, there, there are tons of kids that go to gun shows only 20 or 30 percent of the vendors are actually selling guns right most of them are selling ammunition or food vendors or jewelry vendors or 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 numismatic candles (laughs) yeah all kinds of cool stuff um kids toys uh uh, dolls uh all kinds of other things and and um um the the senator is obviously um uh, you know, feels objectionable out of, you know, T-shirts that say, you know, freedom first. I love America. You know, if you don't love America, go somewhere else. Uh, right. Things like that. Now, I mean, if he wants to use that argument, a lot of other uh, organizations and, and groups that that use fairgrounds for farmers markets and um, cannabis shows and, and rave concerts, um, uh, he doesn't find the t-shirts that are sold there objectionable i do but i'm not calling for them to 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 be banned so what the senator doesn't realize is that gun shows or or fairgrounds are actually not owned by the state of california they are owned by every citizen in the state of california we the public own it so any legal activity that we the public want to have it at at county fairgrounds must be allowed and as you mentioned earlier rick we are prepared to join forces with the the, the the program organizations to fight to take this to court and and to uh you know he they want to stop the 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 sale of firearms you know and and in fact rick the, the the gun show at the cow palace that is the only place that residents of the city and county of san francisco can buy guns um that's close to them there are no gun stores in in those communities of the bay area and the gun shows are there only opportunity to buy guns and ammunition and and they're going to be denied if, if senator min gets his way um this is an objectionable uh bill that is sponsored by hardcore leftist not liberal left radical leftist uh, member of the of the state senate and, and that being the senator min i think he would be very comfortable among, amongst the gang of five in, in congress um uh, I think that's how leftist he is, and he's going to do everything he can to to curtail our Second Amendment rights. What do you think? Well, you know, there's a couple of points I was going to bring up. You know, on the cannabis shows, well, I I don't use it. I have nothing against anybody that does. But, you know, we have to still realize that's a federal crime, even though California says, no, it's a federal crime. And so there's two things I find, well, many things, but two of the biggest things I found disingenuous with Senator Min when he's talked even locally here in Orange County about it is, Hey, you know, number one, you say you don't like gun shows because you think there, there's crime. We know there's a crime, a federal crime being committed. You're not saying anything. So it's he really is picking and choosing. And that's the point I want to make. The other point that I really want to make with men is so many of the things coming out of the far, far, like you said, it's not Democrats because we've got some wonderful Democrats. They're very pro-2A, but it's this far radical left. 
that when you actually go into, and we'll talk about in the next segment as well, and start to break down what they're saying, Sam, you're being very sweet, but they are, as I'm going to explain in a couple of minutes, definitely not true. And I'm going to show people how they can explain that to their friends on the next part of Firing Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. We're filling in for Phil Naiman, your amazing host and always fighting for the Second Amendment. My name's Rick Travis. I'm the Director of Development with the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And my best friend and colleague, Sam Prentiss, the Gunners of California, are here with you today. And we're discussing currently Senate Bill 264 from Senator Min out of Orange County. And uh, continuing that dialogue with you, Sam, you know, in the last segment, we were talking about um, the veracity of statements from politicians. And mm-hmm. you are very kind. I have been on record for calling Senator Min lying men, and not because I'm making fun of nationalities. I don't do that because of the amount of half-truths and outright um, fabrications the man puts out. And one of the things that I really want to point out to people is we have to quit being complacent. Each of us has the ability to talk to at least a handful of friends and say, look, if a person, you know, I've always had this personal belief that um, people make mistakes. Uh, I know I've made my more than my fair share in my lifetime. But um, if they're best friends, if they're colleagues, if their people are forgiving of them, trust them, keep them in the fold, then I see there's a level of trusting. But if their best friends, their spouses can't trust them, why would I ever trust them? You know, and when I look to some of the politicians from the governor, who obviously um, neither of his wives were able to trust, because that's been verified that he's even admitted the oops. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not talking out of turn on that one. But I look at men and, you know, men will cite stuff that is from other states. It's not from California and try to make it California, but it's not. There are people, as you mentioned, you know, from the Brady campaign who have absolutely testified that gun shows are a great place. And this is one of the ones I really want to talk about. Men has went around in this county. And I know from talking to you and our lobbyist, Roy Griffith, and even Dan Reed from the NRA that on more than one occasion, he has said, well, we need more safety. And as you know, part of the model for the uh, CRPA, first two words is be safe. So like, it's obviously something that we care about. I know you as a professional 
um, instructor like me, we both take safety serious when we're instructing mm-hmm. people. We hammer that into our students, no matter how much or how little experience they have with firearms. And you brought up something that, um, you know, I've stood at many shows at the Cal Palace. And yeah, firearms is important. Ammunition is important. We obviously both fight for that. But one of the things I think all of us have to realize is beyond being a family place, beyond being a place we assemble, one of the number one places people go to learn about training, training opportunities, to learn about firearm safety is gun shows. And so when you look at a place like San Francisco, you and I would even argue San Jose, the Silicon Valley, they're lacking a lot of opportunities in the form of gun stores. The mm-hmm. only place that both the businesses that offer firearms safety and firearms training to ironically comply with numerous laws that this assembly and Senate have passed that say that's what they care about, they're actually undermining. And I found it interesting watching what you and Roy and the people from NSSF and Dan have done and repeatedly requesting Senator Man, like, okay, so where does that come from? Back that up. Don't just say it. And what we just heard on the radio is exactly what we've all been hearing for months. Absolute silence. You know, in college, I was a college debater, then became a debate coach. And one of the things in debate and in legal circles is silence is admission. If you go silent, you're admitting that whatever the allegation is, is right. Mm-hmm. He has put literally nothing up for months against mm-hmm. that, which means he's making it all up. And we can go to people. It's a very easy talking point and common sense and said, Look, he doesn't even have the facts to back his own statements up. He's making this up. Law should never be made that, that work against the people. And you know, that's one of the things I want to talk before we get to this next bill. There seems to be an attitude in California, and I see it with good people, people I care about, Sam. And I don't know how we got there because your late father-in-law, Senator Richardson, who is a hero of mine, along with Ronald Reagan, some other people in California, um, I worked for Pete Wilson as a volunteer for a while and then on an education thing with him. Those men held a line, and that was that they worked for us. The people were the boss. Somewhere, the psyche of a Californian, and I would even argue an American, has been, no, this select few people become royalty. And from you know, my family, we were here before this country was a country. And we had left a country because they had a thing called a monarchy that we did not agree with. And we fought to remove it and help start this experiment. And obviously, a lot of families have that background. And I'm like, how did we go from not wanting to key and queen to basically trying to reinstitute them over us? Well, Rick, um, political power is an intoxicating um, narcotic and uh, the, particularly now, as, throughout the history of California, we are in a stage right now where the hard left is achieving a lot of the goals that they have set forth and have been working towards for a long, long time. And uh, now that they've got a, a, a modicum of control, they control a, a supermajority in both the Senate and the Assembly. They control the governor's house. Um, and they find that to be... Um, empowering to them. One of the reasons that we still have this state of emergency in the state of California is that the governor, uh, although he had multiple opportunities to declare the state of emergency uh, as as over, 
uh, and still do protective things is that he knew he would lose an immense amount of power and authority that was unchecked, that mm-hmm. was above uh, the, the legislature, and the legislature couldn't do anything about it. And so this this feeling of, of being the monarch, of being the emperor, and, and doing whatever the heck he wants to do, with you know, regardless of what the, the federal constitution says or California state law says, that's an intoxicating thing. The, the members of the legislature having a supermajority, knowing that they can pass anything they want, and if the governor disagrees with them, they can override his veto. And, and the hard left things that are coming up, it's not a, it's not the entire uh, a Democrat caucus that believes this way. It is the position of a hardcore group of leftists that have are controlling the caucuses, are controlling what committees people are on, um, are controlling who's being elected and in what races and what districts and all of that stuff. And so the the members who might not agree with them go along with them because the single uh, most important to them is to be reelected. So knowing that their election uh, 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 really relies on the support of the, the progressive leadership, they they bow uh, to that that royal power that they have, and they're they're using it with with impunity. Rick, it's it's like um, you know I don't know how, what to compare it to. You know, a knight kingdom or or shogunate. Uh, where a samurai can walk around and he doesn't like the way somebody looks at him off with their head. And then there's no, no penalty to that. So that's what you we're know, living. In. Taking that on. Yeah. It's interesting because when you look at what I would classify as a despot, one of the things despots do is they pick and choose when they're going to apply the law. I mean, we've seen that throughout human history and around the world today. And I found it really interesting that um, I think it was yesterday before our attorney general Bonta, came out and said, hey, do not forget we're in the state of emergency that we're discussing right now. And as a result, you cannot price gouge because the governor and I will come after you for price gouging. Okay, wait a second. So groceries went up 33% since COVID. That exceeds the 10% margin for price gouging. Gas has went up well over that 10% mark. Ammunition, Firearms, like I can go down more fingers and toes than you and I have. Nothing. But if it's something that they want, all of a sudden, oh, we're price gouging. And and this is why I'm saying it is so it's so over the top, it becomes very easy. And I get frustrated when when some of the people in our community come and go, Well, Rick, what's a talking point? Well, how do you like the price gouging of gas prices, ammunition, food? Like, guys, I don't even have to make this up. I don't have to be a man. I can Put it out where anybody from any political elk would be like, oh, yeah, that's happening. Yep, that's happening. That's all illegal in a state of emergency. Yeah. And yet, I don't know about you, Sam, but down here in Southern California, prices on everything have went up. Yep, it's, 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 a, it's across the board. And um, as you mentioned, the, the, the hardcore leftists are very situational. Uh, if the situation suits them, they're all about it. If it doesn't, or if they know that it it affects the, their opponents, they're all about that too, and that's that's what they're doing. It, it um, you have to understand how they operate, and why they operate the way they do, and it's all about control and power, and that's what they're working towards. 
Yeah, and I think we can explore that in this last bill that we've been looking at this previous week, which is Senate Bill 715, when we return here on Firing Line Week. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. This is Rick Travis, the Director of Development for the California Rifle Pistol Association, with me today to discuss what is going on in the Senate and in politics in general here in California and how it impacts the Second Amendment is Sam Perez, my good friend from Gun Owners of California. And we're going to be looking at Senate Bill uh, 715. I'm going to have Sam break it down to you. And we're going to tell you how you can get involved in this fight and help us push back and take back our state from the far left. Sam, thanks again for being here with us today uh, and talking to everybody here in the Inland Empire and uh, Eastern Orange County in Los Angeles. So Senate Bill 715, you have been in the thick of this fight. Like we said before, we've defeated 23 of the 26 bills. The tax bill is being held up in the assembly. looks like it's going to be back next year, but it won't come into play this year, which really means We'll have held off 24 of the 26, which is a great batting average. We talked about 264 in men in gun shows. 715 to me is a nightmare. Yeah, a nightmare. You are being kind and you are understating the situation. This is a bill sponsored by um, one of the arch anti-gunners, who's actually a very gregarious and and outgoing, friendly sort of guy, uh, Senator Portentino. this bill is a mishmash of all kinds of things that, that the, the anti-gunners want to accomplish. 
it uh, um, it, it affects law enforcement uh, negatively. It 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 allows the Department of Justice to raise fees. And by the way, uh, all FFLs just received a a letter in the last couple of weeks from uh, DOJ that that they are looking to increase the DROS fee by the uh, amount allowed by law. Um, and and it, it doesn't matter that there has been a multi-million dollar surplus in the DROS fund, but the Department of Justice and the legislature seem to delight that, that that fund is so overfunded because it has become a slush fund. They use it to fund every crazy idea that they come up with. And the strategy is this. They sponsor a bill that costs money. Then they say uh, that they, they get an analysis that, that, that says, oh, a minor and absorbable costs because they're going to borrow from the DROS fund to, to fund this. And then the following year, they ask for a budget augmentation to cover the program because the, the costs of the programs are, are, are much higher than, than they initially stated. Um, so that's a kind of a, a, a shell game that they play. Uh, but, and, and do you think that they ever repay the, the loans that, the, that were made from the, from the DROS to, to, to start these programs? N- not really. As a matter of fact, there has been no audit of the DROS fund conducted in many years. So, um, it's really hard to tell how much money they've squandered and, 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 and moved away. Uh, the other thing that this bill does that is immensely egregious is that it, it fiddles around with the rules for transferring and loaning firearms. And it doesn't matter to me how they amend it. This place puts into jeopardy all youth shooting programs, mm-hmm. whether it's Boy Scouts, uh, junior Olympic uh, 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 people, who, the kids who are training, um, Girl Scouts, uh, uh, YMCA, ROTC. ROTC, CRPA youth programs, right. uh, high school trap and skeet and sporting clays teams, all are placed in jeopardy because of the, the changes in the rules. And um, we have asked for clarity on all of the things that this this bill does. And our attorneys look at it and they 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 call us back and say, man, um, it's, it's hard to tell everything that this does, but it does a lot and none of it is good. So the argument is that they're fixing some irregularities and the inconsistencies in the law in order to, to clarify the law. But in fact, you know, frankly, all of those programs have been doing really well without any changes in the law. And, and, and we don't need these, these changes. So it, it's, it's a mishmash. Of, of raising fees, affecting law enforcement, affecting um, you know the the transfer and and, and um, uh, loaning of firearms uh, and, and more stuff. So we are we are um, we don't trust them. We think this is a bad bill. We think it's it's totally unnecessary, and we've been fighting it every step of the way. Uh, and 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 it's gonna in in raising money, it's gonna cost money. So right, it's, yeah. it's crazy. One of the things I think we got to be clear about, there are good people that work in, you know, DOJ. I I have a couple of friends. And so people are always like on our, in our committee, they're all like a bunch of insert whatever negative connotation they want to put to it. And that's not true. There are some good people who have actually from their positions helped hold the line for our community. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I want to say thank you to those people because it's a thankless job. There's good people at, you know, Department of Fish and Wildlife. Some of my better friends that you and I both have 
um, mm-hmm. come out of that. Yet to know those agencies know that they've been overtasked. I mean, look at DOJ. You know, the thing we hear every time we bring up the APPS program, which is the Armed Prohibited Person System, is we don't have enough funding, enough people to go execute it. And I'm not saying that's a lie. You know, we don't have enough people that I think it was five years ago the bill got passed to unify what a CCW card looked like in the state. And they're just now starting to look at it. So every time I see a bill, we're like, oh, we're going to pass this. The government's going to sign. And magically, two massive organizations just on one part of the bill are going to come together. All the money is going to work. And there's going to be magically trained people to do this. I'm like, on what planet? Because you guys have had directives for five years from the legislation that you're just starting on or have never been able to figure out and absolutely one. I think there's what, 20,000 people on that that they haven't been able to. And there was never to be 20,000. And so I don't care if it was the previous attorney general or our present one and Bonta quit lying to us. The fact is the system that you put in place in the legislature is flawed and ineffectual. You're absolutely correct, Rick. And, and I agree with you that there are good people at DOJ. There are even good people at, at ATF. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. those agencies are a reflection of the leadership. Uh, right. and, and, and that is uh, the situation. One of the other things that this bill does, which is, um, you know, some people would say uh, that that doesn't make sense. It, it defines what a valid hunting license is. And the reason for this is that the, um, the senator, as a result of a, a, a young man who uh, purchased a, a shotgun in San Diego, he had a he purchased it in, in June, I believe, and he had a valid hunting license that went into effect July 1st. So he, he, he bought his, his license early, but he went into the gun store and he was able to, to get a shotgun. And then he went and shot people at a synagogue, which was an evil, terrible, horrible mm-hmm. thing. Now, if this law were there, that would verify, uh, uh, you know, require the verification of the validity of a, uh, a hunting license. I don't believe that that would have stopped this guy from doing it because he had two options. One, he could have purchased a, a hunting license that would last for the next two weeks uh, within that hunting year and gone right. and done the same thing. Or he would have waited two weeks later and, and done it when his license was valid. Now, you don't need a statute to tell you when a hunting license is valid. It is written right on the hunting license itself. It says when it when it, it becomes goes into effect and when it expires, the date is on. And these new licenses that are being issued are very hardy. They they don't get water stained or, or fade or anything like that. They don't dissipate with heat. Um, the the net effect of putting it in statute is that the California Department of Fish and Wildlife and the Department of Justice are going to have to develop a a a a checkable, searchable database that they can both read instantly. Right. Now we're talking, as, as, as anybody can imagine, software programs in the state of California, they tend to cost millions of dollars. Yep. And for them to, to establish something like this from, from scratch. So the senator said, well, we know that it's, that it's difficult and it's going to cost a lot of money. So we're going to put the effective date of that uh, forward to, to um, uh, 2025 and, and give them time and and money to develop the system. Well, you know what? You know, passing a bill for something that may or may not happen in the future is a recipe for disaster. So you're 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 absolutely correct. This is a a, a, a nightmare of a bill. 
Well, it's a show game in the sense of, you know, when I was in college, I bartended, and I don't know, and I, I've asked, you know, several of you up there, I haven't heard of this, but, you know, every year, unfortunately, there are people that are not allowed to purchase alcohol, which is the other part of ATF, mm-hmm. you know, is alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, and, you know, they go out and they do stupid things, they get into car accidents, they run mothers over with strollers, all sorts of stuff happens. We never create legislation like this for that. And yet far more people die from that every year. And death is death. You know, it's a loss of a family member. And my heart breaks for those people at the loss, but it's not what we do. Folks, I want you to to reach out to Gun Owners of California, um, CRPA, join us. We're both in the fight. We're both there to work for you. Sam, thank you for being on the show today. And for all of you listening, be safe, shoot straight, and fight back with us for your rights. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo, but the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge, and that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too. So buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.